Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, It Is No Secret. i 
It was a beautiful day. The sea oily smooth. The sun August hot. And the fisherman's 20-hour day was almost over. They had just finished up their long day of towing commercial fishing that's 20 miles from shore. Then they saw it coming. It was only a little boat. And so far out to sea that they knew the people had to be lost. Like the buzz of mosquito on a still night, the little outboard came humming across the vast expanse of the North Atlantic Ocean, heading further and further out to sea just as fast as it could go. The crew managed to wave them over. They asked the people on the little boat where they thought they were going. Admitting they had no compass or chart, the people innocently thought they were headed for Atlantic City, New Jersey. The fishing boat took them on board and headed for port with their little boat in tow. Being lost is a serious problem unless we have someone who can bring us safely home. After all, the guests on the fishing boat that night never knew the way home, but while on the fishing boat, they knew that they were in good hands of someone who did. We live as lost people aboard a ship at sea or flying in the air. We seldom know where we are, but trust the captain or the pilot who does. Many times out at sea, the fog has successfully launched its silent attack and smothered sailors in a sightless world. It is a world of hallucinations, fear, and sudden interruptions where sea and sky blend into one. And even the seabirds seem out of place. In times like these, the little boats without navigation equipment form a miniature convoy around a larger vessel whose captain knows the way. Unconcerned with drift and variation and deviation in time or position, they tag along in perfect safety. Continually lost, yet they are safe following the one who can save them. In the Bible, we read of the Philippian jailer who was lost and wanted to know the way. He thought there was some work that he could do to be saved. But you see, the Lord Jesus Christ knows that we humans lack the navigational equipment to locate ourselves and set a course. The Lord Jesus Christ is the way and the pilot all who will call on him to safety. Listen now as John and Penny Harris sing this beautiful song, Cornerstone.
to join the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Randy Bickle plays for us this beautiful song entitled, What a Friend We Have in Jesus.
a man was sentenced to jail for one year for breaking into a cafe in the middle of the night. He was caught red-handed inside the cafe with the cash register open. Nevertheless, he claimed to be innocent in court and even when he was sentenced, departed for jail, claimed that he was a victim of circumstance. His defense was that he was walking along the street, he had stumbled and fallen into a window which had broken. When he saw that the two panes of glass had been destroyed, he opened the window and entered into in order to leave his name and address so that he could make good on the damage. Having no pencil, he went to the cash register to look for one and was in the middle of the good deed when he was arrested. Of course, his story was just a little too much for the jury, and the man went off to jail. This makes us think of Adam, who tried to cast the blame back on God, saying, in effect, if you had given me another kind of wife, this wouldn't have happened. Then the woman excused herself by putting the blame on the serpent. When Abraham was caught in a lie by Abimelech, he stumbled around making it worse by the flimsy excuses he presented. There is a vast difference between an excuse and a reason. There may be some validity in a reason, but not in an excuse. Most people, when they are overtaken in sin, are more concerned with public opinions than they are with God. Since the time of Adam, the effects of the fall have been more marked from generation to generation, and the acceptance of sin has become more and more commonplace. However, it is folly to try to deny sin to make excuses. The only way to deal with sin is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior and let Him take it away permanently through His death on the cross. Listen now as Dave Boyer sings this beautiful song entitled, He's Everything to Me.
time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of Christ, the seven sayings, Lord Jesus Christ, from the cross of Calvary. Psalm 31, verse 5. Into thy hand I commit my spirit, thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. The seven sayings, and we have studied the first five. Father, forgive them. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Behold thy son, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Saying number six is, it is finished. John chapter 19, verse 30. When Jesus therefore received the vinegar, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head, and he gave up the ghost. The sixth saying, three words in our English language, but one powerful verb in the Greek language. One word, one verb, tetelestai. In the Greek language, the verb is in the perfect tense. What does the perfect tense mean? If you were to diagram, it would represent a dot followed by an arrow. It speaks of completed action with continuous results. An example is 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. Christ died, completed action. Christ was buried, completed action. Christ rose again, and the tense changes to the perfect tense, completed action, but with continuous results, we serve the risen Savior. It is finished. It was paid in full. The verb means to complete something, not merely to end it, but to bring it to perfection. Thinking of that great hymn, Hallelujah, what a Savior, stanza two. Bearing shame and scoffling rude, in my place condemned he stood. Sealed my pardon with his blood, Hallelujah, what a Savior. The fourth stanza, lifted up was he to die, it is finished was his cry. Now in heaven exalted high, hallelujah, what a savior. The seventh saying, Father into thy hands I commend my spirit and he gave up the ghost. Remember earlier when the Lord Jesus Christ had his arrest in Matthew twenty six fifty three, he said, Give me more, can I not pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? His seventh saying, as recorded in in Luke chapter 23, verse 46. And when Jesus cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. You can also read this in John 19, 30. John 10, verse 17 and 18 say these words, Therefore does my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. John 15, 13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. The Lord Jesus Christ voluntarily accomplished his own death by actually and literally dismissing his own life. He died willingly, a voluntary sacrifice for the sins, for the sins of the whole world. God's redemptive plan of salvation was now complete. He died because he willingly died. He willed himself. He gave up his spirit. They were crucifying him as a blasphemer, yet he is saving the souls of the very people who were blaspheming. And also, you think upon Mark fifteen forty four says these words, And Pilate marveled if he was already dead, and calling unto him the centurion, he asked him whether he had been dead, any, any while dead. 
Following the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, Joseph Arimathea went to Pilate to crave the body of Christ. Pilate himself marveled if Christ was already dead. Why? Because normally one does not die in six hours from a Roman crucifixion. That's why the Pharisees asked Pilate to break the legs of the two thieves, the legs of the Lord Jesus Christ, because they wanted to speed up death. They did not want his body on the tree overnight, lest the land be defiled. The Lord Jesus Christ died within six hours because he did not die from a Roman crucifixion. He died willingly for your sins, for my sins, for the sins of the whole world. Philippians chapter 2 verse 8 says, And being obedient and being fashioned as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Though he was misunderstood, opposed, mocked, rejected, betrayed, beaten, He bore it all patiently, and now he endured the cross, despising the shame. He was born, and now he is dying as the Savior of the world. He bowed his head, and literally he gave up the ghost. He gave up the spirit. That is love. That is God's grace. And as we read that verse, I remind you, John ten eighteen. No man taketh from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. And the Lord Jesus Christ did that willingly. And that's why Philippians chapter 2, the end of verse 8 says, He became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He was demonstrating the mind of Christ. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. Look, not every man his own things, but every man the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And it was in Christ because he became a man and he became a servant. He was made in the likeness of man, all without sin, that he died willingly. And remember, the writer of Hebrews 9, 22, without the shedding of blood, there is absolutely no remission of sin. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? John chapter 14, verse 6, And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's only one way, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And the gospel is that Christ came into the world, 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. You have his death, you have his burial, you have his resurrection. If you've never trusted Christ, you need to trust him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late. And we have studied these seven sayings of Christ from the cross. So important for believers to understand what Christ said and what he meant by these. listening to join the morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. In my heart.